Welcome, everybody. Hello in Internet Land. Welcome to the um, first Kiss It Whip or Work in Progress seminar. That's going to be recorded. And uh, this, is, this is essentially the first Kiss It podcast, one of many, I hope. Uh, and um, today, what we're going to be talking about, we have two wonderful guests here. We have uh, Dr. Varsha uh, Panjwani. Yes. And Kowal Chatterjee. Chatterjee. Sorry, well, at least you won't get my Finnish name. I have to pronounce that. That's madness. So uh, today's session is going to be Indian Shakespeare's on screen, identity politics and entertainment. So um, what we're going to do first is we're going to talk a bit about the project because this this big project is going to have its penultimate or a common one of the combination points is going to be the upcoming conference, uh, Indian Shakespeare's on screen. Uh, which is on, it's the um, 27th to the um, 30th, 30th yes. of April, uh, with three, uh, two and a half days at Asia House in London, and then uh, two, well, one and a half day at the BFI at Southbank. Okay. That's correct, yeah. Excellent. Well, this is, um, well, first, I'll, I'll, I'll introduce so that, uh, that all of our audience know, knows who, who, who you are. So, uh, Dr. Varsha uh, Panjwani uh, lectures at Boston University in London and is an honorary research so associate at um, CREMS. Do you call it CREMS? Yeah, we just call it CREMS. It's <laughs> the Centre for Renaissance and Early Modern Studies. Yeah, at the University of York. And that's where you lived before you uh, moved to London. Yeah. And you, you, had, you lectured there on, at the Department of Theatre, Film and Television. 2009 to 2013? That's right, yes. So, uh, Bosch's research uh, focuses on the way in which Shakespeare is deployed in the service of diversity uh, films and theatre, as well as publishing widely uh, in leading international journals such as uh, Shakespeare's Survey and in, in forthcoming collections such as uh, Shakespeare and in Indian Cinema, the, the Diverse Bar. She's won prestigious research grants from the Society of Theatre Research and the Folger Shakespeare Library. Uh, Bosch is an academic consultant for a number of theatre and film companies and uh, is a regular reviewer for specialised journals and blogs. Uh, and our second guest, my, my colleague, uh, Kowel Chatterjee, is... Um, why am I doing that? Chatterjee. Please say it again, Kowal. Chatterjee. Chatterjee, okay. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, she's a doctoral uh, candidate at Royal Holloway, University of London. Uh, her research focus is the adaptation of Shakespeare in Hindi uh, film industry after Indian independence. Originally from Kolkata, India, she also uh, is mapping connections between Bengali adaptations of Shakespeare and uh, Bollywood remediation of his plays. She's a global Shakespeare uh, editor at the Shakespeare Standard and a free freelance writer uh, for Shakespeare magazine. So welcome. Uh, now, uh, first, this, the project of Indian Shakespeare's on screen. Uh, as, as far as I understood, could you talk about a bit more about, just open up that, that word, because Indian Shakespeare's is, is not just Bollywood, is it? So there's, a, no. there's a, as, as there's many languages in India, not an Indian language, as some people might presume. Uh, but so there's there's many many cinemas as well. Absolutely. Do you want to kind of address that co first? Um, well, yes, you're right in saying that there's there's 
new language called Indian. There are several um, Indian languages. There are several Indian industries, cinema industries. Bollywood is uh, probably the biggest crosser uh, in terms of uh, by the 1930s, Bollywood was producing about 200 films a year. Mm. Now it's gone up to about 800 films a year. Um, the next in line is Telugu cinema down south. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, there are a lot of different Indian Shakespeare's in the conference is one of the venues that we're trying to showcase that at. Yeah, and um, even kind of, you know, a smaller, um, newer cinemas uh, are emerging. So, for example, mm. I'm going to be talking about the independent cinema scene in India. So this conference really opens that up. You know, we are wanting to go beyond Bollywood and yeah. addressing the entirety of uh, Indian cinema and Shakespeare's contribution to it. So how do, well. where, where, does, where does Shakespeare come in? Because there, there's, there's a rich tradition of, 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 in, in within uh, Indian theatre uh, you know, going back to the 19th century. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but but how, does, how, does it, so how does Shakespeare come into uh, the, um, the, the cinema and, and film industry there? So, uh, Shakespeare was made compulsory as part of the Indian... Um, Education Act. Well, did I get that right? Yes. Um, it, it was in the late 1800s um, when the British wanted to uh, have a class of Indians who could speak like them, who could do the business of state with them. So, uh, and Shakespeare became very fashionable at that time, at the turn of the century, then in the late 1800s, <laughs> early 1900s, where amateur performances were like part of the cultural scene you had professional performances there were theatres for the natives and theatres for the colonisers it was quite a big thing and that's also the time when film came to India so um, obviously when people started experimenting with film they started you know, taping uh, performances of Shakespeare mm. because that was the most fashionable thing happening then so automatically what happened was all the different regions started to absorb Shakespeare and through through the kind of performance tradition and through the education system. So, so yeah. Oh, the interesting thing, however, is that um, Shakespeare was introduced to India as a means of undermining indigenous languages and indigenous art forms. But interestingly, as things, uh, you know, never work out as they want them to, <laughs> and good for us, what happened was that instead of westernizing the natives through Shakespeare, Shakespeare yeah. became indigenized. So that was kind of, you know, a very interesting thing. And that is something that we'd probably be talking about, mm. that, you know, how Shakespeare has become indianized rather than the other way around. So where did this, uh, the idea for, for the Shakespeare, uh, Indian Shakespeare's on screen, uh, where, where did it uh, come from? How, how, did, how, did, how did that develop? My first memory of it is an absolutely lovely summer's day <laughs> where uh, Taya uh, Buckley, who's also working yeah. on this project, uh, Dr. Preeti Taneja, again one of our collaborators on the project, um, Coil and I met for brunch. <laughs> yes, Sunday morning brunch. Um, and we started talking about Shakespeare and Indian cinema. And we were discovered that we were all excited about the way Shakespeare is being employed in mm. Indian cinema for shaping identities, raising issues, and so on. But an argument broke out between <laughs> us 
And we started arguing about our favorite or the most significant and important Indian Shakespeare. And we realized that although we were bound together by this topic, we had absolutely different cinematic tastes. So uh, this kind of, you know, discussion uh, after brunch, we thought, let's go for a coffee and continue it there, which then became (laughs) dinner. And by the time, uh, uh, you know, we were having dinner, we thought we do have a project on our hands. But then technically Mm. the project started a long time ago. I mean... um, Shakespeare in Bollywood is my PhD yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. subject. So, I mean, uh, 2014, we had a very small Preeti, and I, uh, Preeti was also doing her PhD at Royal Holloway in those days. So, I kind of took the idea to Preeti that I would like to do like a one day conference on Shakespeare in Bollywood. And uh, people were very excited about it because they were like, you know, is there a connection? So, that was the starting point that we decided to do it and we had a one day conference and Varsha was there she also presented at that conference (laughs) and uh, Poonam Trivedi was our keynote speaker she'll also be speaking at this conference she's starting off the conference this year as well Mm. Um, so yeah for me it started a long time ago but I thought I was the only geek who was passionate about the subject and it was really nice finding three other people who were (laughs) equally kind of into you know trying to it and argumentative about yeah, it. yeah yeah so it really came out of this sort of a uh, uh, situation of friction in, in a way mm-hmm. which blossomed into this, this sort of uh, a, a whole new project mm-hmm. but I mean sure I'm sure if, if it's if it started out that way it must have been very uh, there must have been ups and downs and uh, and um, I was wondering you know, what has been the um, I mean has that tension been the most challenging part of the project or presumably as a big project just getting people flying them from all over the world and you know this is in itself a big challenge well for me the biggest thing is because I always uh, wanted it to be a collaborative thing you know where I work with other people in the field so for me the biggest challenge was the funding issue because Mm. um, a firstly institutions seem hesitant about funding projects that they have to share credit with another institution for Um, But more importantly, like when I went to Royal Holloway, the English department, when I went to uh, the head of the department and asked for funding, they were like, um, because you're a PhD student, we don't have any system in place where we can offer a lot of funding for an individual project. Um, They wanted someone uh, who was a tenured professor, for example, like my supervisor, who could be the, the name for the project. And then they could give us a lot more money, but, you know, and and I found that a little odd because, you know, my research also belongs to Royal Holloway, even yeah. if I'm not a tenured professor. Uh, Preeti, in fact, used to belong to Hol- uh, Royal Holloway as well. I mean, her yeah. research was also in Shakespeare and uh, King Lear in an Indian context. So it was a little strange. I found that uh, probably the biggest challenge because I didn't expect that challenge I mean, to come up. Ultimately, they did kind of support us and yeah. they gave us funding. We, and we got were... quite a bit of funding. Yes. But we the idea was that, that we yes. would have gotten more if we were more closely associated <laughs> with the department. Yeah, that's a very... Because uh, as postdoctors uh, and um, postgraduates, we're all in, in this sort of 
very precarious situation where we're kind of within academia, but then in outside, between, right? in between, yeah, the sort of we're on the threshold uh, of, of of what's happening. Uh, and there were like, I mean, there were other challenges and mostly pertaining to funding, really. Um, so kind of ideas everyone was very happy about and, you know, was encouraging us to go on. And this is, uh, you know, not, it, it hasn't, it, nobody explicitly says it, but women-only projects mm. are very difficult to kind of, you know, get funding for. Um, maybe kind of... Uh, a lot of the times in academia as well, I would say, but more so in an industry context. If we would go to industries and, uh, you know, talk about collaborations and partnerships, yeah. it's hilarious the number of times if you see kind of, you know, uh, for uh, youngish women um, starting a project, they start looking at you as PAs and secretaries rather than, you know, academic collaborators for themselves. So um, that was a roadblock that we had to kind of, you know, uh, maneuver right. before getting funding for it. Um, the other part, of course, was the geography of the project. Mm. It is about yeah. Indian cinemas, but, but it is in London. <laughs> so we very consciously wanted that, and we can talk a little bit more about why. But uh, anyone from India would say, well, why are we going to fund a project in London? Um, and uh, in kind of, you know, um, here people would say, well, it's all about Indian cinema. Mm. So why exactly are you asking, say, kind of, you know, very British um, industries to fund it? So that was uh, a little bit of a problem as well. I mean, we are lucky that INOX uh, yeah. India, so INOX Leisure, yeah. gave us a lot of funding uh, we convinced them that it is worth their while to, to fund a project in London, but that was that was tough. So I think the funding has been the hardest. Yeah. So it's, so it's. I mean, besides besides this, this sort of uh, glass ceiling that you, you get, yes. um, you, you know, and and, and it must be this sort of because you you get this sort of two, uh, dual angles of uh, you know trying to make it work as as a woman, and and this is as hard for you know. People might recognise that that is an, that is a significant issue, mm -hmm. but then there's also this sort of uh, you know for, what for Brits is a colonial sort of thing, but I, I or exotic. Ex I mean, yeah. not just colonial, but it's also sometimes still dismissed as exotic, exotic Shakespeare or mm. you know something that you're just using to sell Shakespeare with instead of it being a, a you know a Shakespeare film or a Shakespeare industry in its own yeah. right. So is it could be like a marketing brand that's like... Yeah. Is it, is it, that kind of brings it to the, the sort of discourse of freak shows, doesn't it? So mm. it's, it's you know, as, as horrible as it sounds, you know, it's, it's, it's that, oh, it's, oh, it's it just they're, they're making Shakespeare just because with, with India because it's a, a new thing or something. Yeah, and, you know, often dismissed as, oh, Shakespeare with song and dance, dance. as if it's uh, something frivolous and yeah. not something that needs to be seriously engaged with, and that is one of the attitudes we really want to challenge. So, so how, did, how did you then choose these films? Uh, because, because you do, you know, it, it's... Because you do want to kind of have that sort of separation, not just uh, so it's not just Bollywood. Because this is, you know, it is probably what mm -hmm. the general public seems to think that this is just Bollywood, or is that just just one particular uh, part of it? So how did how did you then go about choosing? Well, uh, the films being screened at the BFI are Bollywood. Mm -hmm. um, Vishal Bhardwaj is possibly. 
the only Indian Shakespearean filmmaker who has made an impact across mm. the world. Um, and he's also the only filmmaker in India who's worked on a trilogy. Right. So uh, there is uh, another filmmaker called Jairaj who works in Malayali films, which mm. is a South Indian film industry. Thea Buckley is uh, a specialist in, in that uh, industry. But um, he's on his third film right now, whereas Bharatwaj uh. completed his trilogy last year. So I approached him about, you know, wanting to bring the project not only as a director I wanted the entire team yeah. so the writers I wanted to understand the adaptation process and the thing about Bharatwaj is he works within Bollywood mm -hmm. he is a Bollywood filmmaker but if you watch his films they're very not Bollywood ah. and it's very global I mean his influences are people like Kurosawa and yeah. so it's world cinema yeah. So how does that come when when you're watching uh, those films? How does that how how does the um uh, for, for, well, I mean for for me who who really hasn't seen much uh, Bollywood or, or Indian uh, cinema in, in general? How what are those elements that that you kind of consider to be this sort of uh, uh, foreign influence or, or, or a different you know Kurosawa? That would you um it. The kind of three films we've chosen, I mean, yeah. yes, Bhartwaj is the one who has done the trilogy, but they also show a fantastic range. Yeah. Um, mm. I think it's also because uh, he is working with different script writers with absolutely different kind of, you know, uh, sensibilities and backgrounds. Um, so the movies show a fantastic range. So I'll kind of give you an example of what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, so Makbul, the one we're screening on 29th yeah. at the BFI. See you all there. <laughs> an adaptation of Macbeth. Yes, yeah. an adaptation of Macbeth, which very much is like the godfather meeting Macbeth. Uh -huh. it, it's set in Mumbai but uh, in the Mumbai underworld. So you very much get glimpses of the Godfather yeah. and obviously um, he has managed to do it so that you get glimpses of that but yeah. it also um, is very much kind of, you know, and, uh, close to the text, not in story but in language and mm -hmm. really uses Hindi and Urdu uh, to kind of, you know, bring that um, adaptation across. With... Um, Omkara. Omkara, I think you'd agree with me, is the most Bollywood of the three. Uh, it and the most popular worldwide. Yeah. I think Omkara is the one film that a lot of people have watched. Yeah. So the adaptation of the Othello. 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 Yeah. 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 Um, and then again, talking about Heather, the adaptation of Hamlet. Mm. Uh, again, that has influences. Uh, it talks about a very particular Indian situation which is 1990s Kashmir. Mm. Um, and so kind of, you know, Indian history and politics is really important to that film. And in fact, uh, he collaborated with uh, Bashrat Peer, who um, also wrote Curfewed Nights, which is, uh, you know, he's a Kashmiri journalist. So that's an account of 1990s Kashmir. So on the one hand, it is so Indian, mm. but in its kind of cinematography, you would absolutely see influences of Kurosawa or even Brana with kind of, you know, snow right. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So this is how he mixes 
both his his know. team his uh, cinematography team uh, the people he's worked with across the three films um, i forget the name of his cameraman uh, he was trained in los angeles ah. so there's there's the hollywood angle there i mean in the in the way that <laughs> like uh, in um, omkara for example the green eyed monster of jealousy so iago is shot through a green filter throughout Ah. So you know those those Hollywood tricks have been employed. The things <laughs> that uh, Bollywood uh, cinema wasn't using as much before. Yeah, yeah. It has it started now. Bollywood cinema is using a lot of technicians from Hollywood mm. now. So it started, but Vishal Bhardwaj is probably one of the first few people who's started that whole having the same crew and you know kind of using similar techniques and. he's de- developed i mean through across the three films you can actually see his development as a filmmaker as well i mean yeah. you can see that uh, not only his development but in the way indians are reacting to shakespeare yeah now you can see that through because like when he took makbool uh, to his financier in the mm. beginning his financier didn't want to produce it because it was like it's it's on shakespeare it'll be too serious for bollywood audiences <laughs> that's true ah right so and now you've got hyder which came out to very uh, it's hyder is probably the most unbollywood like film but it did mm. quite well yes so there there com- commercial successes as, as, as well, well. That's right. and there were people i mean omkara has one of the, a few of the biggest stars in it bollywood stars in it right. got a lot of funding as well mm. so ah. So it's, it's so, so that you, we're at, at the conference you you have uh, Bardwaj talking uh, as as well as the screenwriters for yes. all all three films yes. uh, Robin Bhatt uh, Abbas Tarwala who's the writer for Magbool yeah. Robin Bhatt for Omkara and Bashrat Peer for Hyder Well this is, I mean it's this you <laughs> managed to put all this massive uh thing together with really big names uh so w- w- what about this? i mean what's the the about this project that you guys kind of are most excited about or or i mean there you must be proud of, of just having this big uh four day event and you know happening in a couple of weeks well for me it's like right from the beginning i wanted collaboration i wanted people talking to each other So the very idea of getting filmmakers in the same room with academics with practitioners we've got uh, Carol Jami coming there to read a script that she's working on an adaptation mm. called The Merry Wives of Munna we've got people from um, Microwave India coming to talk about their upcoming film uh, The Hungry uh, oh. which is on uh, Titus so uh, you know the idea of having a conversation a full conversation between academics practitioners filmmakers and getting them to see each other's perspectives because mm-hmm. there's sometimes quite a bit of disconnect yeah unless people have those conversations so for me that's the most exciting thing that i've managed we've managed to kind of get everyone into the same room yeah. and, and from different uh, and from different uh, perspectives and yeah. from different angles and people who want to talk to each other yeah Yeah, I'm just excited about the fact that, you know, an entire project on Indian cinema and Shakespeare is happening in mm. London 
right in the middle of all of these 400 uh, kind of, you know, Shakespeare 400 celebrations. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, that was a big thing because, um, you know, I said about how we were very conscious that we wanted this event to be happening in London. Mm. Uh, the reason for this was that our belief that kind of, you know, uh, Indian cinema, uh, Shakespeare in Indian cinema is a global subject. Yeah. And so we wanted to put it right in the middle of all of these celebrations that were happening. Uh, so I'm kind of excited about the fact that, you know, an entire project belonging to that is happening in London and we have an international audience and international delegates. Yes, speakers, speakers coming from, from all over the world. So, yes. you know, it's very exciting. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's the place to stake your claim yeah. on Shakespeare, isn't it? And this is the, the <laughs> year to do it. Yes. So, um, well, I mean, of course, this is... Want to be a silly question, but I mean, what, if you if you were to say uh, anyone would be listening to this podcast or anyone in general, I mean, what? How would you sell you know the conference and the screen? So how? Why should they come? Well, the first question, whenever I tell people that my PhD is on the influence of Shakespeare on Bollywood, mm. first question people ask is, is there a connection? <laughs> that's like the standard and I mean the last four years that's the first and I've become you know so inured to it that I have my answers ready yeah now so that's why you should come I mean people should come and and see the connection between Indian cinema and not just Bollywood but Indian cinema and Shakespeare because it's a very it's a deeper connection I feel than any other colonized country mm. for instance it's sometimes even a deeper connection than British people have with Shakespeare. Right. Because I think, I know in India, I mean, I grew up to hearing Shakespeare dialogue slipped into everyday conversation. <laughs> that, and we're used to that. You know, it's not uh, specially uh, erudite to know Shakespeare in India. It's like that commonplace. Right. So. I think people should come for celebrity spotting. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it has, it has quite absolutely become a very starry conference. Um, a very glamorous affair. We are very thankful for everyone who is coming. Um, Vishal Bhardwaj, but all the three significant uh, scriptwriters, Abbas Tarwala, Robin Bhatt, Bashrat Beer. We also have Carol Jami, as you mentioned. We have Deborah Sarthe from British Council talking about the new kind of, you know, Indian film. Uh, we have uh, very kind of, you know, uh, significant academics. We have uh, Poonam Trivedi from India. We have uh, Diana Henderson from USA. Uh, we also have Mark Burnett, Bob White, Gil Harris, mm -hmm. Madhvi Menon. And another kind of, you know, fantastic range of speakers. So I think celebrity spotting <laughs> is why people should come. Um, but on a more serious note, I think they will enjoy it if yeah. they come and experience them. These films are amazing in their own right. Um, and people should come because, uh, you know, it's uh, Britain is a multicultural society. Mm. So uh, Shakespeare is really shaping identity and politics and is a way to talk about these issues. Um, and I think a multicultural society like Britain should engage with that. Oh, excellent. Well, uh, before we move on, as you said, a reminder of everyone, you know, if you still have time, go and check out uh, com, so where you can get tickets uh, for the conference. 
and for the screenings at, at, at the BFI. So go go check that out. I'll have uh, I'll put links everywhere I can and whatnot, so you can you can find them. Um, and they're selling out. Fast. They, yeah, there must be. And there are limited spaces, so yeah. it's not.